All right, we are live. Welcome, welcome everybody to episode two of Multiplayer Mingles. Uh, today, we, our guest is a very well-known podcast host himself in the community. He has multiple shows that he runs as well, so we'll welcome him on. This is Gershon from GP Snakes. Hello, Gershon. Welcome, welcome. Hello, how is everybody doing? Thank you for having me. I um I love that introduction. I was the well-known <laughs> podcast host. I was like, oh, that's me. Oh, yeah, I guess, that's I guess you. people do know about me. <laughs> What's going on, Kent? What's Kent, up, kid? Kent's the first one. <laughs> nice, nice. All right. Well, tonight I've got about 20 questions for you. And uh, I guess we'll just get her going. And okay. We'll, we'll, we'll join in, you know, and chat can throw out questions and stuff as everybody starts to join in. Mm-hmm. So... First off, you want to introduce yourself for us? Okay. Well, my name is Gershon. I run GP Snakes YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all that. Breed ball pythons. That's what I'm specializing right now. Maybe down the future, I might add a different species, green tree pythons, emerald tree boas, maybe. Um, But right now, I want to focus mainly on ball pythons and get that rock solid, get real good at that. And maybe bring it into where it's my main job to where I can free up time to do other species and not have to work an actual work job, but that's future, future holding. Hopefully <laughs> that can happen that way. But yeah, um, I'm also a podcaster. Uh, I also, like I said, run a YouTube channel. I do my podcast under a thousand pod. I do it every Friday at 6 PM central standard time live, sometimes pre-recorded. Um, I also do a show on my YouTube called Next Up, where I bring people who have just started their YouTube channel and try to introduce them to more of the people in the community to help help them grow their channel. Because it's always hard when you first start your channel, you always worry about people not watching. So I try to help mm-hmm. people out in that way um, and get to know them a little bit, do a little quick little interview and send people over to their channel. Um, I also have, you know, my document, my breedings. Um, my eggs, pulling my animals, um, what I make, what I create, the good and the bad. So I show all of it. Um, sometimes the bad is bad and it's sad, but you still got to show that part so people can have a real expectation of breeding. Exactly. Just not assume everything is great all the time. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. I mean, father, husband, all that good stuff, too. So balancing work. <laughs> snakes family and sleep that's the triple or quadruple threat <laughs> yep <laughs> gotta gotta love that it's you know the the divvying of the time <laughs> the yes. time that there's not enough time in a day <laughs> very true very true <laughs> so what made you choose your business name i'm assuming it's your initials yes it is start out i was i had a whole bunch of weird ideas i was trying to go with and my wife was like, well, why don't you just use your initials? And I was like, yeah, that, that doesn't sound as cool as I think it does. And it kind of, because I was going to say GP ball pythons, and that just doesn't roll off the tongue very easily. But <laughs> also at that time, I had I had emerald tree boas, green tree python, and a red shell boa. So I had multiple species. So I was like, well, let's, let's go with snakes and GP snakes. 
kind of just flowed so easily. And I was like, well, there we go. Let's go with that. Um, and that's how GP Snakes were born. Yeah, very cool. So and you, you touched on this a little bit. So what, what species do you keep? So right now I have mostly ball pythons, pretty much 99% ball pythons. And I have one emerald tree, no, one red tail boa. Um, my emerald tree boa passed, my green tree python passed. So I haven't got a new one. Um, that pain is still there, still there. Yeah. Um, though Those are my first um, arboreal species. Um, and one of the emerald tree boa was like a one dream snake I wanted to get when I finally got into snakes and learned about them. Um, so I had her for almost seven years. So I, I it's going to take a little time before I jump back into that. Um, but as of right now, just the red tailed boa is the only other species besides the ball pythons that I have. Mm, gotcha. Hello, Don. Welcome, welcome. What up, Don? Okay. So how long have you been in the hobby? You said you had your uh, Emerald Tree Boa for seven years. So yeah. at least seven years. So as so that's an interesting question because I had turtles at one point in time as mm. a kid. And I had, I had a green iguana as a kid too. But then I got away from all pets period i had no animals for a good chunk of time um i just recently got back into everything about maybe i, I seen it on my facebook page too it was like i think 11 years now so 11 years is when i started back into um reptiles i actually started with um a water chinese water dragons i got those oh, well wow. technically they weren't even mine they were my, at the time, she was my girlfriend, who is my wife now. They were for her. She wanted them, and she only wanted them for a week, because after a week, she didn't want to do anything with them. Um, so they became <laughs> my pet. Um, and then that's when I officially got my first ball python, first snake ever, after I got the Chinese water dragons. Um, and then I fell in love with ball pythons, learning about them, researching about them. So it's about, it's been about 11 years I've been keeping reptiles again and about nine years that I've been breeding ball pythons. Oh, wow. Okay. So, and so you kind of touched on this, but what got you into keeping? Like you just, you love reptiles and that's what sparked the interest? Yes. Um, uh, one of my earliest memories is catching like frogs, um, lizards in the wild and just keeping them, which probably wasn't the best way to do it because i didn't know what i was doing but that got me fascinated about them and learning about them and then i started actually with the internet we can learn a lot faster and i started learning how to take care of these animals and kind of fell in love with them all over again in a different aspect at that point so i wanted to get them and i got them and i took care of them and i realized they do have personalities a lot of people don't think reptiles have personalities they do Sometimes their personalities are just mean to other people. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that reptile's personality. But I have a couple snakes that really like to be held. Like when I go get them, they, they hang out with me. They want to hang out. They don't want to go back in their tubs. They just want to crawl around and hang out with you. Um, you got some snakes, you know their personalities when they don't want to be touched. 
So you just leave them be. I'm like, I'm just change your water and leave you alone. No problem, bro. I'm gonna leave you there. So um, that was just one of the things I realized as I got more into the reptiles that they do have personalities. It just takes you time to actually notice them and understand their personalities sometimes. Right. So talking about ball pythons, what is your favorite codom and your favorite recessive? Okay, so everybody knows my favorite codom is Inchi. I love Inchi. Um, I love the banding pattern. I love the orange it brings out. Um, I love the head stamp. I love super inchies as much, but not as much as inchies. Um, I really, really like inchy. Like I will always work with inchy in my collection somewhere, some some way, somewhere, hundred percent. Um, the recessive, it's been jumping. Like albinos is one of the things that really got me excited about ball pythons. I love the look of albinos. Love them to death. Um, but the market for albinos is not as plentiful as it used to be. People are mm-hmm. not into them as much. So it's hard to have a lot of albino stuff if you're trying to run a business. It's hard to sell it, so it just sits there. That's just not business savvy, per se. So I still love albinos, but I'm really starting to like pides more, too. Um, mm. I produced my first sets of pides last year, and now I I want to make a lot of pides. <laughs> I'm trying to make pied stuff. <laughs> so I am going to blend those two together. I'm going to make albino pides because got to blend mm. the two loves together. But um, I'm trying to not work with as much albino stuff, more of the stuff that I'm interested in and I like, and I don't mind holding on to if it doesn't sell. So that's yeah. where I'm kind of reorganizing my collection albino-wise. Um, I still have albino clown in there somewhere, but might have albino clown pies or albino clown pie G-stripes. I might just add a whole bunch of different recesses to it, too. Um, that's the goal down the road. Yeah, that, that there's nothing like hatching your first pied. I don't know. It's just <laughs> something about that morph, man. I don't know. <laughs> it is. It is. Oh, and I, and I hatched out uh, yellow belly pies. So it was they were even brighter than normal pie. So Ooh, it really yeah. threw me for a loop. Um, I was super excited about that. <laughs> so you said pied is something you're working on now that you're really excited about. Is there anything else that you're working with that you're looking forward to seeing down the line, like production wise? So I am trying to get genetic stripe into clown. Um, also get that into pied and albino. Um, I have a pairing of a pied yellow belly head clown to an albino G-stripe. Um, did I say G-stripe or what did I say? Albino pied G-stripe? Yeah, okay, yeah. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm working on that now, trying to make some double, triple, and quadruple heads possibly um, for the future pairings of that. But I'm definitely trying to get G-Stripe in the crown. Clown, that's the goal as well. But I'm also working. I have Enhancer. I have an I have a Clown Head Enhancer female that I'm raising up, trying to work that and go on that project, the Clown Enhancer project, aka the Clown Desert Ghost project, because mm-hmm. Enhancer and Desert Ghost still go hand in hand. Um, but another project I'm really looking forward to getting into eventually is Monarch. Um, I have a Het Monarch male. 
he didn't do his job for the last two years. So oh. I'm, I'm <laughs> I was trying to make potheads to grow up females, and he just none of the clutches I paired him to they ever produce actual babies. So I'm gonna have to bite the bullet and just buy a het, uh, monarch female and raise her up, or because I don't know if my pockets are there to buy a male monarch to make my own heads of uh, right now. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> if I hit the lottery. Different story. I feel that. <laughs> or like a <laughs> tax return. Be like, hey, honey. <laughs> it would be nice, but that usually You're goes right. for the kids. That's for the kids. Right. Yeah, That's yeah. their money. <laughs> <laughs> they grow too fast. You need to buy new clothes all the time. Uh, makes sense. <laughs> so the, does your wife and kids help you with the collection or is it just you? So mostly 90% is me. Um, my son will come down every so often to help me clean for a few minutes, but he's really down here to cut eggs. He, he always finds his way down here when I'm cutting eggs, so he's there for cutting eggs, and he loves to be on the YouTube videos. I haven't made a video with him for a while, too. I, he he wants to be in a new video, so I got to get on top of that, but <laughs> the wife's like, look, that's your thing. Go do your thing. Um she tells people I have snakes. Like she, she advertises for me. She's gotten me like four to five different sales here and there. So oh, she's wow. advertising it for me. But she's like, I'm not cleaning nothing. That's you. <laughs> um, so I can respect that. I can respect that. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> so, in your opinion, what is the most underrated gene? Hmm. That's that's very interesting. I want to say, for me, it would be it would be Mojave. It's either Mojave or Pinstripe, because I forget. Well, then again, it might be genetic stripe too. Um, who? Yeah, it's it's in between those three. Because I I really like genetic stripe for a long period of time, and then I fell out of love with it. Mm. And I've recently fell back in love with it and want to work with it and do some stuff with it. Um, Seeing cheese stripe clowns, man, those those really, woo. Yes, <laughs> and I thought I thought um, G stripe pies couldn't be made. I thought that was like a lethal combination. Now that I know that they can be made and people are making them, mm -hmm. I want to see that in there as well. So, yeah, I think I would have to go with G stripe. I think it's underrated and it's coming back because it's been around for so long. That's the thing; it's been you around. Can't find like adult g-stripe females on morph market now like it's crazy nope whoa nope. my video really lagged there holy smokes <laughs> it's like i just talked like 10 million miles an hour <laughs> you gotta love it you gotta love it Ooh, gotta love oh. technology elias yeah. hello elias what's up thanks for coming through yeah i have a i have a g-stripe female and i have the albino g-stripe female uh, so I'm holding on to those girls, getting them up to size, getting them to breed, um, and hopefully working them into projects in the near future. But yeah, maybe G Stripe, I think, is that. One. But it's 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 underrated, but it's also coming back. So mm -hmm. it's a, it's in the middle right now. Um, People but are there's just so many figuring it out. Exactly. There's so many. There's there's also like the the tri stripe now, um, and there's like a D stripe I think out there. Yeah, um, I like D stripe. So there's 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 multiple lines of stripes that we can mess with now. So which is good and bad because you know you're gonna have 
I'm team D stripe. I'm team genetic stripe. And just like the monarch and the ultra male. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to come out there and we're going to have to see who's the better gene and what works with everything, but just find your own lane and do what works for you. I say. Yep. If you like a pattern or a color on something, then you work that pattern and color. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's not a battle. (laughs) Very true. You know, colors and the morphs and all that. So it's, it's your personal color and pattern preference. (laughs) A hundred percent. So do you feed frozen thought or live? So I do mostly frozen thought. Um, when I first like really started getting into snakes, I was doing live here and there. Um, and I was always worried about the rat biting the snake. hundred percent. And then I realized I can buy frozen thought in bulk. So that could save me on my rat bill a little bit there. Um, Because it's hard to find live every week, 100%. And it's expensive. Um, As my collection grown, though, I get those few stubborn eaters that only will take live. So I got like maybe five that only eat live. I try to trick them with a frozen thawed, have a live rat there, and then throw the frozen thawed. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, But also as my collection grows, I have to think about possibly breeding my own rats to save money as well but that is also time consuming so it's either you save money or you save time so figuring out which is the best for me at this point is uh terrifying and fun all the same time (laughs) (laughs) so that led into this question so you you're 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 considering breeding your own feeders at some point yes i am considering it um i'm trying to get the snakes to pay for a shed that I can put because the wife is like, you can't breed rats in the house. So yeah. if I can get the rats to pay for a shed that's insulated, um, got electricity to keep heat and cool, keep the rats cool, that would be wonderful. That's the mm-hmm. goal. Um, hopefully in the next year or two, they can do that. That would be amazing. It, that would reduce my rat bill drastically, but mm-hmm. it would take time out my day too. I have to find time to clean the rats once a week which yeah. is terrifying as well because I've, I've bred rats before i bred mm-hmm. them on a smaller scale but i bred them for four so i know the whole process and the cleaning and i know it's time consuming um yep. <laughs> but it does save you quite a bit of money and that definitely if you, does if you can breed enough you can start selling those off and that can pay for the bedding itself and the food so ultimately they're free at that point so yep. it's just the time you're putting into them. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So why did that not go? Who do you look up to most in the hobby? Hmm. I look up to, huh, that's interesting. I look up to Garrett because I love what he's doing. His, uh, his facility is crazy crazy mm-hmm. I look up to Miguel to way he the way he's done his YouTube and expanded from just YouTube in America to across the globe now like mm-hmm. what he's done in Mexico is bringing up that market amazing um I look up to uh Antoine how he's taking YouTube by storm and grew so big like 
I want to do that. I'm not going to lie to you. I want my YouTube to be that big and grow that much. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. <laughs> like I put work into it, so I want to see it grow. But those are I, I look up to the guys I've seen kind of where they started and where they are and where they seem to be continually going. Um, mm-hmm. They're always moving forward, either um, improving their their own situation and improving the industry situation at, at a whole. Um, they're bringing so much to the industry instead of taking so much away, which is amazing to see. Um, so that's why I try to do my little part where I do my shows that spotlight other people or try to get people on YouTube or get them to do a podcast or bring them into the community and sh- show like the support we all show each other in the community. Um, that's the little portion I feel I do to show the community I love and be the change in the community I want to see. Yeah, I know somebody from that, you know, when you had me on and like I had maybe 200 subscribers and didn't really feel like I was going to go anywhere. And, and uh, it's definitely nice to have somebody out there, you know, boosting the little mm-hmm. guy. <laughs> yeah. It may, it makes you feel good and it, you know, makes you kind of give, gives you confidence and makes you feel like you can kind of, you know, that you're going to be able to do it. <laughs> very true. Very true. Ripping reptiles. TJ. Hello. How's it what going? Up, TJ. Okay. So what is your favorite part of keeping ball pythons? Oh, that's, that's interesting. Um, it's a toss up. It's, it's three things. It's either feeding for not the reason people think it is for. It's, it's just the whole, will they eat or won't they eat? Trying to get mm-hmm. them to eat. It's that whole process. It, it can be aggravating at times, but it's also so much, um, so satisfying when you get a snake to eat. It's amazing. Um, but then there's pulling a clutch of eggs. I love the whole process of pulling a clutch of eggs, counting them, checking for um, veins and all that. Love that. But then yep. there's also cutting eggs. Oh, I love cutting there's eggs. There's nothing like the adrenaline <laughs> rush with that. Nothing beats it. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, that is those moments. Cause in, in a second you could be very happy or very sad. Um, <laughs> it's, it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> very much so. Very much so. Oh, like a kid had, on Christmas. Did you get, you know, the, the video game console you wanted or did you get a pair of socks from Aunt Elsa? <laughs> very true i've had plenty of sad moments uh on, and most of mine have been on camera too so that's even worse. you can see the sadness in my eyes <laughs> oh but i wouldn't trade it for the world 100 so i would say so, ultimately egg cutting would be the number one yeah i feel that <laughs> so besides the ball pythons what other hobbies do you have so um, it's not so much a hobby anymore. Um, I used to do another podcast where I talked about like anime, um, um, superhero shows and movies. So I did a podcast about that, talking about that. Cause I love that stuff. And I sat down and would talk to people about it. Mostly talk to myself to a mic and put it online, but people <laughs> did listen a little bit. And pe- some people asked me to bring it back. Um, I was thinking about doing it, but it was, it was, as time consuming as the snakes. 
So right. one had to give, and the snakes kind of won. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe someday I can get back to doing it. Um, besides that, I play a little bit of basketball, some softball here and there. Um, yeah, that's about it. I think so. <laughs> oh, I coach like my kids' team here and there. Um, oh, okay. So yeah, I I used to ride motorcycles. Stop that because I got kids and people don't know how to drive. Um, they drive crazy. Um, but yeah, that's that's yeah. about all hobbies I have. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Big D, how's it going? What up, Derek? Okay. So, what would be your dream animal to own someday? So, ball pythons and then like any other species. Okay. Um, hmm. If it's a ball python, it'd be like a six recessive. Four Kodam ball python. So it would be, I would go, I would go, I would have to be albino in there because I got to get albino in there. Albino, pie, clown, G stripe. Monarch would mess it up. It can't do that. So maybe four. Uh, then Kodams of like inchy, blackhead. Maybe leopard. I would like that. Ooh. That would be Ooh. super cool. Um, that would look really wild. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness we're recording this, so I can go back and read this. <laughs> that make that. Um, um, like, and what then, brain blast did I just have? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, another species. So I would want an emerald tree boa, a basin emerald tree boa with the diamonds, like the there's like the white diamond ones they are so oh, cool looking. yes they're so beautiful. cool looking i would like that i would like that. i would want one that that is that i could have as a baby and raise it up so i can get it real used to me so it, it'd be okay with being held and not super defensive i can work with it um but that would be really cool that i would like that yeah they're beautiful they are i was i was it was a good year and a half i was just obsessing over them looking at pictures <laughs> watching videos i was like i wanted to get one so bad by the time i didn't have six thousand dollars to get it and now it's even more expensive so yeah <laughs> yeah that price tag oof yeah definitely <laughs> definitely definitely huge price tag <laughs> so what's something you wish you knew when you were first getting into breeding and keeping I wish I would have known how to work projects, um, how to set yourself up with that project, mm. how to get your females first, raise them up, and then go look for your males. Because I kind of did the the normal thing most people do, just buy pretty stuff, bought mm. a lot of males that I eventually had to let go because I was male heavy. Um, I wish I would have set things up in the beginning like that there's a lot of guys that have recently got in in the last two three years and just off the knowledge of other people that they took the time to talk to before getting stuff they have set themselves up amazingly and i wish i was i wish i did that before getting in 
um, I would be at a totally different level than I am now. Um, I might even be full time being able to this be a, a way of living like ball python breeder only um but yeah, yeah uh, <laughs> that's one thing i wish i'd have known how to set up projects um and then got into a lot of stuff that i was like no i'm not gonna buy that and then it blows up and i had the chance to get it when it was like a lot cheaper than it was at the time now it's through the roof and i i could have been on that project a long time ago um but hindsight's 2020 sometimes but yeah, yeah being able to set up projects that will thrive and be there in the future. Um, wish I would have been able to do that. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of hard to predict the market and stuff. Cause I mean, like G stripes, a perfect example of that. Like who would have thought, True. you know, like five years ago that G stripe was going to become as big as it is now and everybody wants Very it true. and there's like nothing available. <laughs> <laughs> nowhere in sight <laughs> yeah nowhere in sight so that would yeah i definitely i can definitely see that um that's something i definitely wish i would have learned too because i did the exact same thing bought the pretty stuff and it was yep. like pokemon you got to catch them all you got to have yep. everything like like a mix of all the genes you know i had I so to much like, stuff that i next canova <laughs> did not use so much stuff I did not use mm -hmm. um, that I just eventually had to sell or let go to other people to try to build a better collection. And I'm about to do it all over again. I'm about to let go of things to not only improve my collection, but actually shrink it down to a more manageable size. Um, mm -hmm. As I've gotten more snakes and produced more clutches, I realized. I might not want to produce so many clutches in a year. So that means I have to reduce the number of females I have, but put more power in the females I do keep. So mm -hmm. that's what I'm adjusting now. So yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's always a learning process. hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. Greg from rip and reptiles is here now. Hello. Hello. What up, Greg? <laughs> What is the most exciting thing that's ever happened to you in this hobby? Well, they are really excited to you. <laughs> let, let, me, let me try to text my son to come get the dogs. One second. <laughs> okay, I can hear my wife yelling at him. <laughs> um, the most exciting thing? Uh, hmm. Most exciting thing. Okay, so this wasn't, I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was the most exciting thing, but it was the most like emotional thing that happened to me. Um, I was on Nicole Tisdale's podcast, uh, Cocktail, Snakes and Cocktails. Is it, no, is it Snakes and Cocktails? She's going to be so mad at me that I'm messing up uh, the podcast name. Is that Lady Tiz? Lady Tiz. Uh, is okay. it snakes and cocktails? Are cocktails and snakes? I know it's cocktails. Or maybe it'd be reptiles and cocktails. That sounds better. So I was on her show. Sorry, Nicole. I love you. Love you so much. Don't be mad at me. <laughs> uh, I was on her podcast. I was her guest. She was interviewing me. 
And out of in the midst of the interview, she's like, "Well, I want to give you a surprise." She had multiple different people come on um, as other guests, saying, telling me, "Thank you for you know being who I am and pushing people Aww. to come on shows and stuff." And it was it was just a, a, a beautiful moment for me. Like I I cried a little bit. Trying not to cry on the internet, but I did. Um, but it, it was really, it just really touched me that they they all took the time out to come say thank you and say appreciate what you're doing, and just just to know that people do see what you're doing and appreciate it, it means the world sometimes. And that was just a, a amazing moment for me um, within this community. So that was. Uh, a beautiful moment for me. Um, yeah, I had I had a nice moment when I hatched out an albino inchy clown that I've been trying to do for the last seven years. That was great too, but <laughs> that this moment made me cry, and it like it always sits with me. So it was a happy cry, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's something you've seen change in the hobby for better or worse? So many more people are willing to share stuff. Like, as I was getting into it, we were already kind of leading towards this way with being able to share more. And I heard horror stories of the past of the industry where people would just shut people off and don't give them information and knowing they're going down the wrong road and not tell them or anything. Um, That has changed so much now that people are so open to sharing, helping each other helping each other, like, yes, we are competitors at times, but so many people go, hey, um, I don't got this, and this guy wants something. You have it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I got that. Or, no, I know somebody else who got this. Send them over here to him. And the the openness that everybody is to helping each other, whether it's helping them with a sale or helping them with animals or helping them to figure out why they, what you produce is not what you thought you produce. The sharing of information from breeders that have been breeding for years to new breeders that's trying to learn stuff. Um, it has been a, a 360 of the industry, how people not only talk and communicate with each other, but actually share information with each other. Like mm-hmm. it's so much more of a family atmosphere to an extent. Like, yeah, we still have our, crazy jokes here little weird sexist jokes here or little little bit little adult humor here but a little bit of drama end, here and a little bit of drama too yeah. yeah that's what family <laughs> is family yeah. has fights but in the end we still come together and support each other so At that's the end of one the day, of the you know go to tinley and have a big exactly. old party and hang out exactly. and drink together <laughs> so that's the biggest thing i've seen that has changed and, and it's continually getting better and better each year. I agree. That's definitely the biggest change that I've noticed. And like, I haven't, I've been in the hobby since 2017 and I've like, even then you could still see the remnants of, well, I don't really want to tell you anything. Mm. I, I like, I, I, I need to keep those secrets to myself. I don't want competition, mm-hmm. but for me, like Gavin from Balls to You, he was the first one that was like, nah, forget that. I'm going to tell everybody and help everybody as much as I can and, and give yeah. all the secrets because why Why do you need to pay for information? 
<laughs> Why do you need to pay for that information? That's something that I can just give you. So I'm going to give it yeah. to you. And yeah. I think that him doing that has kind of changed the way we all communicate and talk in this hobby. Oh, yeah, mm. I see. Um, we just come into this world, but what we've heard is there's now a friends and family aspect of things versus everyone for themselves. Yes, it's definitely yeah. changed. Yeah. Back in 100%. like the early 2000s, from what my understanding is, like back when like albino was like 10 grand for <laughs> per animal, people were just awful to each other. <laughs> Cutthroat. And I could just not imagine through. not helping people. That, Cause that's just like who I am. So like, yeah. that just blows my mind. Um, let me see. So what motivates you in the hobby? Um, to produce amazing animals, to produce amazing animals, to continue to share the positivity of the hobby, um, to try to make the hobby more mainstream. Um, to show the joy that reptiles bring. Um, there's just so many amazing things that a lot of people don't realize that happen with reptiles, whether it's snakes, lizards, or they're just as connected to you as the furry animals, the dogs, the cats. It's just a different look of an animal. Um, mm -hmm. They are, it's amazing how the fear of what snakes were been portrayed in so much media throughout the years that people still have that, oh, snake instantly think poison or venom. Um, don't realize there's multiple different types of snakes that kill different types of ways that you can have. And still, it's, it's, it's so, I just talked to, um, someone today was like, how they asked me, they know I have snakes. They were like, how are your snakes doing? It's like, they're doing good. He's like, oh, you haven't got bitten or anything, right? You, you staying away from the poison ones, right? I was like, none of my snakes are poisonous. None of them. Cause <laughs> you mess up one time you're dead. So I don't, I don't do that. All mine constrict. That's how they kill. They were like, oh, I didn't realize that. I was like, yeah, yep. Yep. So that just showing people the, the, positive side of this community the positive side of reptiles educating exactly seeing people yeah. getting over fears like that's huge there's so many different people that are in the snakes now that had a fear for them and just took that chance to get over that fear and fell in love with reptiles it's amazing it's amazing. yes so that's a big motivator there stronger yes. together exactly definitely Definitely. All right. So final question. If you had any advice for new keepers, what would it be? Oh, so research your projects. Um, recessives, everything. Whatever project you get in, make sure there's recessives in it. Um, get all your females first, whether they're Hatchlings are adults. Get them first. Um, find you a good group of friends. And, you know, communicate with those friends. Learn from those friends. But don't close yourself off to the rest of the community. But have your, have your, have your, have your small group 
but still expand your network as well. Um, you don't have to get on social media, but it does help. It 100% does help. Um, the industry is moving in a new direction, it seems, and social media is one of those big things a part of that direction. So you definitely should get involved with it in some way, some form. Remember, it's you make social media what you want of it. You control what your eyes see, what's on your feed, what videos you watch. You control that. So don't let it overtake you. Keep in control of it. Um, have fun. Have fun. Like, yes, this is a business at times. Yes, you're cleaning poop a lot of the times. But still <laughs> find those moments of fun in that. Because that's the 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 excitement that's going to keep you cleaning that poop at three in the morning or cleaning mm -hmm. those rats at two in the afternoon when it's blazing hot and they stink. So find that fun and the passion for it. Um, and don't let anybody dole that from you. There are going to be a lot of people say, why are you doing this? You shouldn't be doing that. You should stop. You're not good at it. It's going to happen. Um, don't listen. Don't Shut listen. Up. Don't listen. It only matters I, what you think. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Follow your path. Um, yeah. That's about it. <laughs> well, and watch my YouTube guy. channel. Watch my YouTube yeah, channel. Yeah, that there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you'll learn a lot. <laughs> you'll learn a lot from other breeders and it's it's definitely a good source of information. Very much so. And don't, oh, don't take just one person's advice. Take multiple stuff and then do what works with you with that advice. Like, there's not necessarily one way to be successful in this. Um, there's multiple different ways to be successful in this industry. You just have to find your path. Yep, 100%. So... Here, Sean, you survived my questions. <laughs> All right. Good questions. So, thanks. Um, so we've come to the part of the show where I like to give people the opportunity to show some of their favorite animals if they like. Um, okay. So if you have anything that you'd like to show off, because I know you don't really get to do that too often on your show. I don't. I usually yeah. just talk. I yeah. just talk. Oh, you're real excited, huh? Okay, you can calm down. <laughs> So I always like to show this girl off, but unfortunately, she's albino, so she's always hard to see. Wait, let me see. Let me see. There we uh, go. I can see her. So she is an inchy albino, 100% het clown. And the thing about this girl, she is one of the girls I produced right before I was going to stop breeding. Um I was going to actually get out of breeding and just keep a few ball pythons um, as pets. And then I produced her and I kind of got back into breeding. So she is amazing because of that. Uh, special, special girl here that was about to bite me because she was super excited. Uh, <laughs> they love she, their food. That's, that's she, good. This is, this is very true. Let me see if I can find this other girl. Nope, that's not you. Take it further away. And of course, you're probably in shed. That's how it always works. Oh, isn't it? 
Let's see. Oh, you did shed, but you didn't have a great shed. Oh, <laughs> uh, you didn't have a great shed, so you're gonna be a little mad. Um, so she did. She's got a little bit of stuck shed, so that's all good. It happens. We're I'm in Wisconsin, so we get real cold right now. So I got to get a humidifier in my room and pump it up. Yeah, but this a is uh, Nakia, my pied yellow belly. Pos het clown female. Um, she's just amazing. She's I love her. Like she is I love so how high bright. pattern she is. She is super high pattern. That's one of the reasons why she did I decided to keep her here. Uh, and she just was right right away went to eating um frozen thawed. So that was always a, a positive there. Uh hundred percent love that. Uh let's see. I think I can show at least one more. Go back inside. Go back inside. <laughs> She's trying to escape. She says, no, no, I'm not done. <laughs> and then here's another girl I produced. This girl is a yellow belly clown, 100% het pied. She's up for sale. I. She's up for sale. I would sell her, but once she hits a certain weight, she's going to stay. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's smart. <laughs> once she hits a certain weight, she definitely is going to stay. And like her she's just a, pretty. She's just a great example of mm -hmm. Yellow Belly Clown. Um, just so beautiful. Um, and you said she's 100% head pie, too. 100% head pie. Yeah. That's. Like she was gonna go definitely back into my pie uh clown project. Um, but I'm trying to get away from yellow belly. Mm. Um, I want to get asphalt in there instead. That's the goal. Ooh. Okay. So I I'm trying to let go, not hold on to too many yellow belly animals as of right now, even though I produced a lot of them this year or this last year. Unfortunately, which are really nice. I was trying to make uh, clown pie yellow bellies, but I missed on the odds twice. Oh, man. Yeah. That's a bummer. That's, that's the way it goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I can show this girl. If she doesn't bite me, don't bite me. Don't bite me. <laughs> so since Inchi is my favorite gene, favorite codon, It'd be silly not to show another inchy that you guys can really see. And this is an inchy clown. She's pos head albino. Um, this girl should be up to size later this season because she's a beast eater. Um, she's at like 1,200 grams. Um, give her another four to five months to see if she produces some follicles. <laughs> Oh, what did he say? He's, he said, I got the red stripe that girl needs. Oh, <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> I like that. But this girl is actually X23. That's her name. I name all my snakes after anime or comic book or comic book heroes or cartoon characters. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I see yeah. Gamora. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love to do I do it to I so the way I do it is 
I get a snake, put it on my channel, and then I give people three names to pick from um, in the comments. They put that name in the comments, and whichever name gets the most votes will be that snake's name. Um, I haven't done it in a while, actually. And I stopped doing it on my YouTube channel. I do it on my Instagram mostly now. But it was a way for people to interact with the channel and do it. Yeah, that's that's here Star too. Wars and Game of Thrones. Okay, okay, I see you. I see, I see. I, have, I still haven't able. watched Game of Thrones. Whoa, man! I haven't watched it. Oh, you'll like it. it. <laughs> you'll like it. It's good. Okay. Next, until until you get to like end of season seven and then season eight and then you're gonna hate yourself. But that's what I. That's great. why I was like, I don't know if I should start <laughs> this because I hear that that last season was so bad. So I'm like, I don't know if I should start this. Um, okay. What up, Bosa? So I wasn't sure if I should start it, but maybe I should. Maybe I should. He said, what? There's outrage. <laughs> I understand. I understand. I understand. I understand the outrage. And most of my animals, it's usually like what we're watching at the time. Like if we're watching a certain series or um, so like... There was one time where I, when I got my black pastel pies, uh, I was playing Kingdom Hearts okay. on uh, PlayStation, and so I named the male Roxas and the female Shion, and <laughs> so like stuff like that, like video game characters. Uh, my panda pied's name is Heibai from Avatar, like the panda okay. spirit. Yeah. yeah. So just like random stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have, I had a ang. Um. Um, my red tail boa is Toph. Um, I had a uh, who was I had a Zuku was my was a male normal. Um, I think I had a um, I think I had to, no I have a Katara. She's a a head clown female. So I, I did a lot of Avatar too. I had a Korra. Korra is the albino G stripe. Cora's the albino G stripe. So I have a couple different avatars in there too. I love that. That was like the theme of my whole first clutch. <laughs> my whole first clutch had avatar names. I had nice. Aang, I had Korra, I had Roku, um, nice. Yoshi. It was, yeah. <laughs> nice. What's up, Mrs. Bosa? YT. Vents, hello. Or YT Vents. I'm assuming that means YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I assume, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so everybody's plugging plug it in now, but uh seems you guys like just gotta rewatch it now. You yeah, we're gonna have up. you're gonna have to hit the rewatch. So we're gonna plug your social media, and I even got a fun little thing for you here. So oh. everybody oh. go ahead and scan that QR code. It'll take you to Gershon's link tree where you can follow him on all his social media so which includes includes instagram facebook youtube i think tiktok's on there my morph market um and where you i get the audio version of my podcast is up there too so if you just want to listen to the audio you can um yeah i think that's all up there but if you just put Gersh, GP Snakes in the Google, you'll find me. I yeah. flooded the internet with GP Snakes so hard, 
I'm the first thing that pops up in Google now. So you have it owned. <laughs> exactly. Put in that Google work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for being on, Gershon. It was awesome having you here. I'm, no problem. I'm glad I got to know you a little bit more, considering you get to know all of us. So it's our turn to get to know you a little bit. I appreciate that. <laughs> see some I, of your collection. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for asking me to come on. No one ever asks me to come on podcasts. Side note, I will be on like two next week. But <laughs> it took a while for people to ask me. But yes, thank you so much for asking me to come on. Yeah, of course. Really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Um, so I guess with that, uh, next the next live we have coming up will be on Saturday. And we will be interviewing <laughs> Kayla from Lucyland. And uh, she's the 13-year-old daughter of my best friend. And she has an amazing collection. She's going places so i will be making the link and stuff for that probably tonight so everybody keep your eyes peeled for that because you're not going to want to miss that one either and um thank you again gershon and we will see everybody on saturday have a good night guys